Welcome back to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. And we're deviating from our normal Monday morning drop schedule to bring you a special Wednesday episode of the show. But not just for kicks. Today actually marks a special day in our fledgling podcast life. And today, my friends, marks the one-year anniversary of the Atlanta Foodcast. It's been a whole 365 days of the show. Almost 50 episodes, over 2,000 Instagram followers, an incredible time sitting with amazing people, and a whole host of new friends from both guests and listeners. And it's an honor to make this podcast, and I absolutely could not do it without you all. And special thanks to all of our guests from season one and two, our friends around town who help us get these amazing chefs and business owners behind the mic, Pont City Market and Crog Street Market for all of the recording sessions, the lovely JJ Getz for making everything so pretty, and especially you, our wonderful listeners. Ah, so... Now we're back to regularly scheduled programming, and this week, we're bringing you the story of seven. But not the number, and not seven people, but the gentleman behind one of the most rapidly growing brands in Atlanta. And that is none other than Mr. Seven Chan, the owner of Pokebori. And this place is so powerful from a social media perspective, its reputation precedes itself. And the photo-worthy food is the fuel to their fire. Their flagship spot lives inside of Wisukisuki over in East Atlanta Village, and they have dominated the poke-loving community with all things sushi burritos, poke pizza, secret menus, and incredibly fresh ingredients. And Seven and I caught up so I could hear his story. So here he is, Mr. Seven Chan of Pokeburi. Um, but I want to get to know you a little bit before we get into like talking about your business and uh, the inescapable first question that each one of my guests receive is I want to know who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. Um, for most of my life, I think nobody really cooked for me. So um, <laughs> I was kind of forced to uh, cook for myself at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father is actually like a pretty well-known chef. But being a chef, uh, everyone's like, oh, he must make the best food for you guys. And I'm like, nope, he would come home, be super tired, and never make food for us. <laughs> so I think that was the thing that happened once or twice a year. Um, but, I mean, they did make sure that, um, you know, we always tried different things. So, like, as a kid, you may not be the kind of person that eats everything. And there's so many things that I hated as a kid, but now I really love and I'm happy that I was forced to try those things against my will with, like, a gun to my head, you know, more or less. Yeah. yeah. Where was home? I grew up in New York. Um, I lived there until I was like maybe 17. And since then, I've lived in maybe 12 major cities in the last 15 years or so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the big ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah more or less. Where, where are some that you've lived? Um, well, aside from New York, I've lived in LA, San Francisco, Vegas, Phoenix, um, Atlanta, and some obscure places as well. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Always traveling. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of eater were you growing up? Were you picky at all? Like... What, what did you like to eat growing up? I guess, I, I don't know if I was picky, but I, I definitely knew what I liked. And I would always just want to eat as much of it as possible. But um, I grew up in very traditional Asian background. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, I ate really just like healthy Asian food. And then um, when I was really introduced to my Italian family, I, I ate butter, cream, and all those things, and I got super fat really quickly. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> that's just a sign of good eating, though. You know. Yeah, it's a good yeah. thing. And then, uh, 
I mean, I always like to expose myself to different things. So right now, I'll eat anything. Like we had, we had stingray recently. It wasn't very good, but I was like, we should try that. Huh. Yeah. What's like? What's the texture of stingray? It I've never had it. It's kind of like fish beef jerky, even though that's okay. not what it's supposed to taste like. I think, but that's yeah. that's what it tasted like, <laughs> like like to us. Yeah. Was this in Japan? It was in Japan. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, tell me a little bit. I mean, like, if your dad's a chef, I mean, imagine that's like a really easy, easy in for you getting into to the restaurant industry, right? Um, I guess so. I mean, uh, as a chef, like he was a chef before there were celebrity chefs and okay. it was a time where it was very competitive. So, um, there are times I run into people that, that know him and they're like, Oh, I love him. And then there's sort of sometimes people that are like, I hate him. He's a terrible asshole. You know, yeah. so you get, you get a little bit of a mix of both of that, you know, well, I got to ask them, who's your dad? Oh, uh, well you wouldn't know him. He, he retired and he's old now and just kind of goes fishing and stuff. But, oh, okay. uh, he was a kind of like a big chef before there were like celebrity shows, but he came up around the time of like, let's say Wolfgang Puck or like Ming Tsai oh, and wow. those kind of people, like that first generation, like aside from like Julia Childs, like people that, you know, were starting to be known as chefs, you know, right. but my father has worked with people that are uh, top chefs now, top chef masters, that kind of thing. So, you know, the, he gets around, but he, he retired. Yeah. 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 So how, how did you get into the restaurant industry? Like what was, what was like the... What was like the bug that like got you into like wanting to be a restaurateur? Uh, well, I guess the story is, um, you know, I've worked for a lot of like well-known chefs before, but in marketing, like my background is marketing, consulting, press, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like what happened in a weird way was like I had a, another company before this and it was no, nowhere and related to food, but I was like working too much and I'm like, I'm going to retire. And there's something wrong with me that doesn't let me retire. I'm like always going to do something. <laughs> so I moved to Atlanta really because of destiny. Like I've, I've really only been here once before I actually moved here. And uh, I sold my company. I moved here. I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, I went to real estate school because after four days of sitting around doing nothing, I'm like, I need to do something, you know. <laughs> so uh, I went to real estate school because I'm like, oh, maybe it could be passive, something that I could just do but not like eat up my whole life kind of thing. And I can still be kind of like retired or, or relaxed. And that's where I met my partner, Ken. Um, and he has maybe 10, 20 years in the restaurant uh, industry. And he's like, do you want to open a pokey restaurant? I know you're good at business. And I was like, sure, why not? And then it, we, it kind of just happened where um, the person that I am that just makes me do stuff, um, like within a few days of that, we found uh, a potential location. It's uh, our first location and the one we're still in now inside Wisuki Suki inside yeah. the food court. And um, I don't know if you know Q, the landlord boss lady of the place. But I don't. She's like, uh, she's like a character. Everyone knows her. But uh, she's like, if you want this space, you have three weeks to open a restaurant. And we're like, that's impossible. Yeah. So we're like, of course, we'll do it. Because like, yeah. I don't know if we were <laughs> the smartest people or not. But essentially, we just figured out everything in around three, four weeks opened. And uh, it was supposed to be like a side project. But then um, we, I remember the first day, like everyone's like, when did you guys know you're going to be successful? And I'm like, oh, we opened at 11.30 in the morning, but 11.32 when we looked outside and there was a giant line of people and we're like, what, are these people here for us? And uh, luckily enough, they were and they kept coming back. And then uh, what was supposed to be a side project became this giant thing that now is like the most award-winning restaurant in Atlanta history and the number two highest rated restaurant in the city, which is like insane to me. Yeah, that's nuts, mm. man. So when did you guys open? What year was this? Uh, 2016. So Goodness. it's been around two years now. Like wow. A little bit more than two years. Yeah. Man, that's, that's a crazy story. Open a restaurant in three weeks. Yeah, it was uh, everything that I think uh, our story like kind of goes through makes no sense to other people and right. is uh very unrealistic but i'm like oh no that's that's just kind of what happened you know 
But uh, I mean, since then we have won, I think, 47 out of 47 awards, competitions, and festivals in the city, which is Golly. pretty cool. We're currently undefeated. We are definitely the highest rated poke in the city. Uh, we recently became highest rated sushi in the city. Um, I went to Umi and they said, you can't come in pajamas. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to crush you guys now. And uh, friendly rivalry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we took number one highest rated sushi in Atlanta. We are the number two highest rated uh, restaurant in Atlanta on Yelp. And nice. these are things that no pokey restaurant in America has been able to do, which is pretty cool. You know, so I, it, it's good, like not from like a bragging point of view, view but like and it, it validates what we're doing and it makes it feel like people really appreciate us and that's, yeah. that's really the good part about it you know? yeah talk, talk me through the name a little bit like what does it mean yeah uh, I mean pokey burry is uh, pokey just stands for poke and burry stands for burrito like a sushi burrito yeah and uh, I mean I guess when we created it we were really like the first like place of our kind in the city so we're like we're being so creative and now like every pokey restaurant is a more or less pokey something you know yeah. so um, if we were at least the first people to do it. I don't know how creative we were, but you know, it's it you know, it's coming, coming, done pretty well for us so far. Yeah, I know, man. The first time that I had a sushi burrito was in San Francisco, and okay. it was a place I, th I think it was called Sushi Rito. And um, at this point, I mean, this was probably 2012, maybe. So where was it? Because uh, that could have been my first sushi burrito too. Yeah, I, I remember going in the financial district. So. Oh, okay. Um, it was, uh, I mean, it was such a foreign concept. I mean, like the idea of actually, I mean, the, the only like real burrito, unless you were eating like a mission style burrito, you know, like mm -hmm. this giant thing, like, you know, from where we were back in Atlanta, um, or at the time I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm -hmm. the only burrito that you were really going to was either a local spot that served like, you know, some crappy burrito or you're going to Chipotle. Yeah. And so having like a sushi burrito, everything that <laughs> makes like a sushi roll. So if you wanted like spicy tuna, now it's like the size of a burrito. It was such a foreign concept. It wasn't like utterly ubiquitous like it is nowadays where you can get a sushi burrito a lot of different places so it was just you know like people in san francisco they're like yeah we've had this for a long time and you live on the mm -hmm. east coast so it's just you know cool to you but whatever mm -hmm. you know you can get it anywhere yeah. here in um, san francisco but it blew my mind you know i mean i was just like i i did not even think you could roll nori in sheets that large and eat it like a burrito so no, no, it was amazing it kind of shocked me i guess when i saw like poke bowls and, and like sushi burritos taking off um, yeah you know, I, w I was surprised to see how many people were picking up on it, you know, and it, essentially it's a lot of the same uh, same kind of ingredients and same kind of things, but just presented in a different way. And I think that that inspired a lot of our, our secret menu where it's, uh, you know, more or less sushi ingredients and the same things you're, you're tasting. Like, I do think our quality is definitely better than some people and we do a lot of things from scratch. But, uh, you know, it's like a sushi pizza is just sushi, but in the shape of a pizza or like a sushi corn dog that we make is just sushi in the shape of a corn dog or like, the, you know, <laughs> donuts. And people are like, what does it taste like? And I'm like, it tastes like sushi. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> well, that's, that's actually a really funny point. I mean, like I wanted to ask you, you know, like what, um, I mean, what do you, what do you think it is about, you know, like, like poke, like that just really took off like wildfire. I mean, I think we're probably, I don't know if we're reaching a ceiling for it in Atlanta or just in general. Like, I mean, I, I think that the recognition of what like poke is and you can go to any number of restaurants where it used to be really hard to find. Like there was only a number of restaurants in Atlanta a couple of years ago that would actually, you know, categorize themselves as like, it's a poke restaurant. Like that's the whole concept. But now there's, I mean, you guys like really like starting that movement essentially like what do you think it was that just caught on for people that they just like went nuts um i think one is um well i guess there's a few different things one is, is it's usually really photogenic at least uh, when you come to us yeah so it kind of does spread really quick with instagram these days um another reason i think is um it's the first time that a fast casual concept of sushi has 
been successful in the market. So, um, you know, in the past, there's supermarket sushi, there's restaurant sushi, but there's never been like a fast, good quality kind of sushi out there right now. I mean, if you can think of some, I'd love to hear it. But really, it's like different in that way and being presented different in that way makes sense where every kind of food category you can have fast food fast casual and uh, sit down restaurant so poke is the first time that it, something worked for sushi in that way and um, I wish everyone that made poke represented themselves a little bit better and represented themselves in that way uh, but you know we're I want to say we are trying to raise the bar with that you know yeah well I mean and it is um yeah, I definitely think it speaks to the fact that people really do love to have, like, the the menagerie bowl of, like, you know, you've got your rice and your protein and your vegetables, and this is pickled, and then this is, like, a topping, and you can... I mean, you're absolutely right, and that's one thing I want to talk about here in a minute, is, like, when you start talking about photogenic quality, I mean, there's so much contrast. There's contrast, there's contrast in, in the texture and especially in the color. Most of the time with sushi, the colors are so vibrant. I mean, seeing, like, white rice and, like, that super orange like salmon you know like it's it just it looks a very appealing to the eye but it is really funny i mean like now like there's um you know there's there's a place that we go where you can just keep adding things to the bowl and like mm. the the idea of like a bowl i think is really just giving people more of a it's like a vehicle into the garden variety. Like if you want a little bit of everything, you can do that. And it's kind of like what salad bars were in the 90s. Like, ooh, you can add whatever you want to a salad. It's like, well, yeah, you can do this now, but it's it's, uh, it's a little bit more mastered and like everything is you know, a harmonious flavor. And I think that's why poke works so well. I think that's why our poke works really well. And um, I think there's a lot of room for improvement from uh, the rest of, the, or a lot of the people we see in the market today, you know? Um, generally, what you see in most pokey restaurants is they have the same setup. It looks like a Chipotle or like a frozen yogurt shop. You're going to see kind of the same kind of food, the same kind of marketing, the same kind of branding, the same kind of uh, everything. And for us, we, um, you know, we want to be different in that way. Um, one of the main ways we're different right off the bat is uh, everyone else is more or less supermarket quality fish and food, and they present it in a fast casual setting. Um, we are restaurant quality food, if not better, and we present that in a fast casual setting, which I think is the true nature of fast casual, you know, because you don't want to just get fast food sushi from a place that should be a little bit higher quality, but that's, that's what a lot of people are doing. And uh, when you get to try our food, I think you're going to see a big difference where like you've seen our Instagram and like the pictures are bright and vibrant and everything like that. And I say, look at our Instagram, look at our Yelp, look at everyone else's. You're going to see a huge difference in the quality just without even being an expert. You're going to see a big difference there. You're going to see the color. You're going to see like the thought outness of where things go on a dish. And I think you're going to see like when you come into the shop, the pictures actually look like uh, with the food you get. Where in a lot of other places, it's like um, watching a, like a commercial like, and then you, you go into the actual restaurant and it looks nothing like that. And that's a lot right. of other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like take, take me through, you know, take me through your menu. Cause I mean, I think a lot of people tend to see, you know, poke and like, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, I'm just going to build whatever I want. Like I want a lot of like, like kind of your, like what you're talking about. It's like you go down the make line of like, yes, give me like all of these things and all of these things and just kind of like dump it into one bowl. And then, you know, sometimes like that, that irks me a little bit where it's like, man, you know, like really let, let things like speak for themselves. Like let, let flavors like work off of one another, but don't just like put a bunch of stuff in a bowl and then like cover it in like spicy mayonnaise. Like that's yeah. gross, dude. And I know that I a lot of people love that, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. So talk to me a little bit more about like the menu approach. Like these are the flavors that like yeah, we put together um, and 
So uh, one is everything I want to say is generally really fresh. It goes in and out, and that's uh, like really quickly, and that's one of the secrets to having good food. Um, also, I think we're one of the only pokey restaurants that does have a fryer, so we have all kinds of fried good things, which is awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And then uh, we were one of the only pokey restaurants that makes their sauces from scratch. Hmm. Um, and a lot of that is just because their restaurants, they don't want to buy like a hood and stove and that kind of thing and do those things. But uh, we believe in doing everything, at least that we can, uh, from the most freshest, best quality possible, and I think it makes a difference. And then. Uh, a big difference of our menu and I think everybody else's is everyone else relies on the build your own option kind of like what you're saying like they walk down this line and they're like I choose this thing I choose this thing I choose this thing but you know, not, I think that works for some people but not everyone is a chef and they choose people choose things that they like but may not go together yeah. and uh, that's a big huge thing that happens with a lot of people where our menu is uh, I want to say more chef driven so uh, hmm. we do have the build your own options but we have our signature bowls and it's like our combination of this goes well with this, this goes well with this. We put together a dish. You know, it's like as if you went to a restaurant, you have, you're, you're being presented something like that's thought out, something that's like methodical. Every little thing is like put in a specific place for a reason. Everything goes together for a reason. Um, I think that's a, a big difference of our regular menu. And then our, our secret menu, I think, really differentiates us from everybody else. So everyone else just has a bowl. Some people do have the burritos, but we have our donuts, our corn dogs, our pizza, our tempura fried bacon, and all these crazy things. So, and, uh, so spend some time there, because mm-hmm. like, secret menu is is a really fun thing, and I think people get pretty jazzed up when there's like a mm-hmm. secret menu. I mean, like when you go to In-N-Out Burger, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like everybody's like, no, 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 just give me the secret I menu. I always get know? the secret oh, menu. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. you always do. You know, you have to. But, but yeah, talk to me a little bit about, you know, like, I mean, you, you just mentioned like three things that sound, I mean, pretty incredible. I mean, especially if we're talking about how they look just on your Instagram, but like talk to me first about like the sushi burrito for those like or the uninitiated yeah. um, like what is a sushi burrito i describe it as just a, a sushi burrito is just a giant sushi roll that you eat with your hands and um, i think if you think about it from a price to what you're getting situation it is a outrageous amount of fish compared to going to like a sushi restaurant oh uh, yeah 100 percent. and you're getting i want to say really uh, with us like good quality good value there and it's something you can eat on the go you know which is a, a good thing yeah. um and What's cool about it is um, I think every single dish on our menu and secret menu has won one to five different awards or something. Nice. So <laughs> you're going to see that, you know, like if you want to build something yourself, absolutely come in and do it. But uh, do trust that, you know, the, the thought and what we put into making things um, definitely goes a long way. Yeah. And people appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know that you mentioned like sushi donuts and like I think people see these and they're like, whoa, what is going on? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's. It's really just like, I think the I think it, it really showcases the versatility of you know you have such you really have like a palette of colors to really choose from when it comes to you know certain aspects of you know what what the ingredients are in terms of like sushi you mm-hmm. know and the the color though and then like the contrast of that on like white rice or you know like a bed of greens like it's just like a very appealing it's a very appealing palette of things to look at. And then I think when you when you form them into what looks like a sushi donut and then you've got like, you know, rare salmon like draped over the top of that and then I mean, you know, any any other ingredient that just is gonna is gonna make that look so different. Like I it does make people's heads spin a little bit. And I think it, it's it's confusing but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize Absolutely. like it's the same ingredients that would be in like a maki roll. Mm-hmm. But it's just on the outside and it looks kind of like a donut, but it's, it's fun to like watch it make be- make people's heads spin. So yeah, it's amazing. I mean, um, it's very rare when someone comes into our restaurant and orders from the secret menu and doesn't take a picture first. Right. You know? And that's, uh, 
No, it's really cool. I mean, people eat with their eyes these days, and Instagram and social media is a huge thing. So, you know, we want to be friendly to that. And yeah. we, we love that. It's, it helps us be different, and mm-hmm. it makes us different in a way that I think goes with our concept, where I think um, poke is still so new in America that the concept isn't really fully flushed out yet. You know, a lot of people are appropriating Hawaiian culture. A lot of people are appropriating Japanese culture. And, um, you know, I think it's not really authentic to the cuisine you'll see in either place what most people are serving. But, I mean, for us, our vibe is we are not specifically Japanese, not specifically Hawaiian, not specifically American, but we take things that are traditional and make them into fun, weird things that are also (laughs) delicious. So I think that's like kind of our mission statement where, you know, a lot of our biggest hits and most viral dishes, they're conceptually understood by any culture. So everyone knows what a donut is. Everyone knows what a pizza is. And we just do like our spins on it. You know? Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the, the the sushi pizza in just a second, but you know, you bring up a really good point. And I want to, I mean, just from your perspective as a business owner, I'd love to to hear your thoughts on this. But you know, just with the way that the the consumer mindset is really shifting, and I mean, I think here in Atlanta, like it's it's um it's it's very common that I think you see more and more people shifting to how something looks, not necessarily how how you can just read about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that I think that online reviews and the way that you can research a business now is better than it's ever been. I mean, you can learn so much about a restaurant before you actually go, but it's been so interesting to see a huge shift of people and especially customers wanting to see the way that a, a dish or a menu item looks, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, how much do you think that, I mean, for you guys, like as business owners, like how much do you guys think has come from like having such an image driven brand? Yeah, um, I have almost an exact number for that. And it's uh, around 30 to 35% of our customers are coming in from social media on ah. a monthly basis. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I love it. Um, it gives us a way to reach people in a way that you could never do that before. And I think uh, it allows us to be competitive in places that a lot of people don't know, even know how to be competitive. Yeah. So um, a lot of times when people ask us, you know, how do you win everything or why are you the best in things? And I, I tell people, you know, we have good food, but we also understand the business and the marketing and the other sides of it that your average sure. restaurant owner may or may not, you know. Sure. So. Yeah. So, I mean, like a <laughs> perfect example, I mean, like shifting to sushi pizza, like I, I've never seen that anywhere else. I mean, is there mm-hmm. anywhere else that like are you guys emulating that from somewhere else or did you guys come mm-hmm. up with this idea? Well, um, that actually sushi pizza came from um, a blogger. Uh, her name is Olivia from Foodista Girl. Okay. And yeah. Yes. Do you know her? Yeah. 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 Okay, I yeah. follow her on Instagram. Like, okay. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, probably um, some of the most delicious food she, photos in all of the city. <laughs> yeah. She is super cool and takes awesome pictures. Yeah. Um, she's like, you guys should make a sushi pizza. And we're like, I don't know if that's a good idea, but sure, we'll try it for you because we love her. <laughs> um, but we, we made our sushi pizza and uh, it has been complica- uh, copied and replicated many times, like kind of like bad versions of it. But, uh, you know, we didn't come up with it. A lot of our dishes aren't really inspired. Uh, they're like inspired by other people or people come to us with ideas like make this crazy thing. And then yeah. we, we try to do our best version of it. Um, pizza was, I want to say, our second dish to go viral. The donuts were, were first. But um, our pizza hit maybe 125 million people in 72 hours. Wow. Which is insane. All over the internet, like celebrities, famous people, random, like, I don't know, random influences. Like, it, it was picked up all over the place, all around the world. And it's kind of, it kind of went crazy, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just, you know, from, from my seat, I mean, I don't even remember when, you know, but I, I just remember saying, I, I saw it pop up everywhere. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know if it was at the time where, you know, we had already launched the podcast. I don't even remember. But mm-hmm. it was just like, you couldn't, you, you couldn't like look mm-hmm. past like every other 
you know, or <laughs> every other post. two photos. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like this sushi pizza. And so like <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're trying to like visualize and you haven't actually seen like what you guys have posted, like talk, mm-hmm. talk me through like what mm-hmm. is like, what does the sushi pizza actually yeah, look um, like? The easiest way to explain it is um, it's sushi in the shape of a pizza. Uh, the base is rice and seaweed uh, instead of like crust. And then um, that we have two different versions that we make, and we have some new like secret ones coming out soon. But one looks exactly like a pepperoni pizza. I don't know if you've seen that one, I but have, it's yeah. essentially crab and spicy tuna. Yeah. And then the other is uh, tuna, sam- uh, tuna and salmon poke, and some veggies there. And uh, I love it because it's such a good ratio of like fish and good stuff to to rice. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's uh, no one's really figured out the right way to eat it because uh, you're not meant to just like pick it up. It kind of like gets everywhere, but it is. Um, <laughs> right. I want to say it's, it's actually really good value, and it, it does taste really good. Um, yeah. The internet like got crazy about it. Like some people are like, "This is the most amazing thing ever," and some people are like, "This is terrible. Why are you doing this to pizza?" You know. Yeah. But um, you know, I encourage people to try it because I mean, our food is not just meant to be Instagram food, but it is definitely really good as well. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think it. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just really fun. I mean, I love to see, you know, that uh, it. If anything, I mean, like the the fun thing to learn about that is that you know, to your point, like people love eating with their eyes, you know. And I think if it's um, if if there's one thing that I would I would say that's a huge positive to something like a sushi donut or pizza or burrito is like there's like the novelty of it like it's fun like it doesn't have to be so self-aware and trying to be so serious it's like look eating with your hands is super fun and especially if it's something that is meant to 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 make your mind think a little bit differently about what you're actually eating there's no harm in that you know if anything it's just really fun so I mean you know like I have little kids and you know for them to see sushi like it's really intimidating and i remember mm-hmm. the first time yeah. that i had sushi is probably like a eight-year-old kid nine-year-old kid like I, mean, I was terrified and i was pretty grossed mm-hmm. out but if mm-hmm. it was like if it looked like a pizza i'd be like well yeah. that's actually pretty cool it does you know definitely I mean? make it approachable to yeah. like, children and uh even like older people that are like really like, like senior citizens are like i know what a pizza is i can eat that and yeah. they try it or at least uh like the corn dog we call is like a it's like a gateway drug to our other things <laughs> because it's a uh, it's a yeah. corn dog and it has really good similarities to uh, like a corn dog, uh, but it's completely different. It's a sushi corn dog, but yeah. it's amazing. And once you try that, you're like, oh, if I can eat this, then I can probably eat this, and I can probably eat this, and I can probably eat this. And uh, it's it's good to see like people that you don't expect to really eat your food like love it and be back like all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny too because like burritos are like super super subjective. You know, people are like that is a really good burrito or that's a really bad burrito or like there's all the variants in between. Even pizza, like people are like this is really like here's the spectrum of really really amazing pizza like Neapolitan style like traditional and then there's really bad pizza that tastes like cardboard. But you know, I feel like like corn dogs are so humble. Like they're always just amazing. I've never had a corn dog where I was like that tastes like shit yeah, like it's always, always like amazing yeah. like the the like the the best person who is like making artisan corn dogs have you seen this place in atlanta by the way it's called uh i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right but it's called uh myung rang Mm-mm. like they're korean style like hot dogs and like there's they have like these corn dogs on the menu that no, like yeah. dude you got to check this place out yeah. like i haven't even been up there yet but like they've got like these corn dogs that like like they roll them in stuff there's like one with like potatoes on the outside okay. and like but i was like see that that's like oh Im- okay i know i think i yeah. know what you mean they're, the korean corn dogs yeah. that, like okay because they're yeah. they're everywhere in asia yeah they're, yeah, they're yeah. Not here, like, so we we have like maybe one spot here in atlanta oh, that's okay. doing it but like, i was like, like if there's one way to improve upon a corn dog like it's that mm-hmm. you okay. know <laughs> it just looks amazing i think some of those are like 
filled with cheese. Yeah, some of them are yeah, filled yeah. with hot dogs. Some oh, have yeah. like fries superimposed on the oh, outside somehow. Yeah, um, like it's it's crazy. <laughs> but but no, I mean, I just think it's it's really cool to uh, you know to see you know that you guys have something that that does like kind of bridge you know the the unfamiliar with like the really fun. So I mean, yeah. if anybody is like really getting on your case about it, like chill. Mm-hmm like chill out you know like it's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, no. i think it's super fun man so i'm totally with you first of all i'm like if uh a lot of these things you've never had before so by default it's probably the best you've ever had so if right. you've never had a sushi pizza it should be the best sushi pizza yeah, you've ever exactly. had exactly yeah. yeah and it's going to be few and far between before you have another sushi pizza yeah. so and we will probably be yeah. the best sushi pizza yeah. for life that you're you've you're had. welcome world mm-hmm. yeah go to go to pokeburi so um but dude so you know i mean you mentioned like a little bit of your story of like how you guys got started but mm-hmm. you know talk to me a little bit i mean because again you're you're a busy dude so mm-hmm. talk to me about how like the brand is or has grown and has continued to grow uh yeah absolutely um I mean, I think we we had no idea like how it was going to take off in this way, you know. Um, but just I think uh, me being a competitive person, like I should probably know that like if I go somewhere, I'm going to want to win something or be featured on something or do something with it. Uh, but I mean, we've grown to the point where like we started franchising um, in the beginning of this year, and uh, well, maybe we'll sell one, maybe we'll sell two. Um, you know, like we're not in a rush to grow at all. You know, we're not trying to just like stretch ourselves too thin or make bad decisions but we're essentially going from like three restaurants right now to 12 restaurants soon and it is a intense um situation i want to say it's not it's not impossible but it's definitely intense to do it you know yeah and um i think we're growing there and then um you know our brand is you know we're doing a lot more collaboration dishes with uh cool people like like i mentioned earlier uh master chef junior uh season five winner jasmine we have a uh, MasterChef Junior Season 2 winner, Logan. Uh, we have, like, vocal guy, Hector, who's right downstairs from us. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Hector Santiago, yeah. man. Hector from El Super Pan. Yeah. Uh, we love him. But he's such doing, a cool uh, dude. He's doing a collaborito with us. And, uh, you know, we were recently just featured on, like, Food Network blog and Us Weekly. And we keep getting, like, featured in these random places. And I'm like, this is crazy <laughs> but awesome and also so, like, out of nowhere. Uh so, I mean, I, I really want to see where we can take it, but I always just want to do this, um, not for the money, but, like, I want to be the best wherever we go. And I want to be not like Starbucks on every corner. I don't want to be like McDonald's everywhere. I want to be the best place that um, you can go for poke or sushi in the city where, like, it's not just close to your work or close to your house, but, like, it's a special occasion. You want to come bring someone there or you have visitors from out of town. We're going to bring your mom here. Uh, we recently made a sushi wedding cake for somebody. And it's so of course you did. crazy that, like, you know, this is something you're going to remember for the rest of your life, arguably one of the most important days of your life. And it's crazy that they want to share that with us. And it's, it's amazing. You know, you don't go to any other pokey restaurant and that is a thing that happens, you know. So that's the kind of brand we want to be. You know, even though we're franchising, we don't want to, like, every store looks the same, copy and paste. We want to keep our, like, I want to say cool, if I can say that we're cool, like, our cool but, like, weird vibe and, like, we want to be the cult following. We want to be the people that that like, that they, that you love. We want to be the guys that uh, you know, we're known for more than just our food, but our culture. You yeah. Know? Well, and it's cool too. I mean, I think with you guys, you know, starting your business over in East Atlanta Village. I mean, like, you know, if you haven't been over to Wisuki Suki, I mean, like, it's it's a cool thing because you know that's a really, I mean, that's a, that's a part of Atlanta that 
like people are going to remember like when you guys started and you're mm-hmm. always going to have like your core of like those people you yeah. know, who live in the neighborhood. It's like, man, I, I remember like when they first <laughs> introduced the secret menu and then like, you know, when you guys continue to grow, like you're always going to have some really cool roots there in yeah. Atlanta, which is always going to be really fun to look back on. But dude, you're riding the wave really well, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's really cool to, to just see, you know, and then also just hear, you know, more of like what you guys are doing to like grow the business and you guys are taking something that was really cool and born here in Atlanta and like taking it elsewhere. It's really exciting. I know it is. And like I'm, I'm, I'm part of the ride too. You know, I think a lot of people think that they're just following our story, but I'm also like amazed and shocked by everything that happens all the time too. It's like, you never know. We we had no idea that this is going to be what it is today, you know, and I have no idea what it's going to be in the future. Like I can guess and I can plan and I can strategize, but, uh, Really, I, I guess we'll leave it up to destiny and we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think, um, you know, having good food, being decent at the business and having good customer service, you know, you should, uh, like, in theory, I, I hope it's that easy. And that's, that's you know, what's going to carry us really far. You know, I think, uh, you know, we, I, we haven't really talked about the customer service aspect of it, but, um, you know, we really want you to feel like you're at home here. We want to feel like it's personalized. We want to feel like... Like if you're a customer, it's like the same as if I was giving feeding my mom, and I want her to be impressed and happy and not judge me. You know, so like it's it's really important. I tell people I'm like if you are ever not happy for any reason, um, you know I will I will feed you a free meal. I will feed your family. I will drive you to the airport, paint your house, help you move. Like that's the kind of customer service we offer. And yeah, nobody has taken us up on that yet, which I'm really happy about. Um, but you know we yeah. we are definitely absolutely happy to make sure that people are getting a good experience and feeling like you know this is not like everywhere else you go. You yeah, know. for sure. Well, dude, well, wrapping up here, uh, give everybody an idea of like, you know, where, where they can find you guys now, like where they can learn more about Pokeburi. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, you can definitely find us at pokeburry.com, but um, I always tell people follow us on Instagram at pokeburry. Uh, look out for all the new locations that are opening soon. Uh, look out for new secret menu items. Look out for new promotions and like cool stuff, you know. Um, all of our promotions are never like, here's a punch card, like, like bring one in but we we do things that are like in collaboration with other people and our like followers and our customers where we had this thing it's like bring in 10 people will name something after you you nice. know which is awesome <laughs> and it brought in like a crazy amount of people like oh, one person cool. one, one person brought in uh she brought in 239 people because she didn't know uh that she had reached her 10 which is crazy <laughs> that's you know? hilarious um but yeah uh you know stay engaged with us uh follow us on social media and uh see what kind of cool weird stuff we're up to next yeah well mm-hmm. dude i mean speaking of your instagram i mean you guys have like almost 17,000 followers and like mm-hmm. the first photo i'm looking at that i guess you could, someone just posted today is of the actual corn dog that we were yeah. just talking about and like, I want to go get one. I'm not hungry right now, but I would eat that. Like, I'd eat the whole thing right now. Yeah, so. I think you would. Like, yeah. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, I think you would, too. So, <laughs> but man, Seven, thanks for being on the show, man. It was I so know, great absolutely. to catch up with you. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a pleasure. So, I mean, I'll, I'll see you over at uh, Pokeburi and Wisuki Suki or somewhere else when you guys are opening up around the country, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, look out for that one. Uh, we're also open in Raleigh right now. And uh, we're working on one next to where we are at Ford Factory. Uh, we're working on Georgia Tech, uh, the battery um somewhere in alpharetta we haven't figured out yet and then uh detroit denver tampa possibly houston and a bunch more other places dude that's awesome well congratulations man hey thanks again for being on the show uh thank you and thank all you guys (laughs) for listening (laughs) many thanks to seven for being my guest this week and if you would like to learn more definitely follow these guys on instagram at at pokeburi that's at p-o-k-e B-U-R-R-I, and check out the menu at their website at pokeburi.com. 
one look at that sushi pizza or donuts and especially the burritos and it's all that you're going to need to inspire your first visit and you definitely won't be sorry that you did. Thanks again, Seven. I cannot wait to see what you guys do next. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Getz, and if you like what you hear, you can support the show right now on Patreon for just $5 a month. You can go to our website at atlfoodcast.com slash Patreon to learn more. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry, 